Welcome back to Diversity Secrets, the podcast that explores the secrets behind leading authentic, impactful, and successful diversity, equity, and inclusion in the workplace. I'm your host, Louise Moulier. I'm excited to be back with a brand new season. I decided to call it So What Now? It's a catchy title, but it's also a question that reflects the deep reflection that I've been having in the last couple months on the current state of DNI. As a DNI consultant, I often remind my clients that inclusion isn't easy. It's uncomfortable, it takes time, commitment, and courage, and you shouldn't feel discouraged by the first obstacle that you encounter on your journey. I also remind my clients that DNI initiatives can only succeed if they come from a place of authenticity and integrity, and if they aim at achieving clear, measurable impact for the targeted populations. Despite what I've been preaching to my clients, for a few months now, I myself have been quite disheartened by DNI. And by that I mean that I'm not sure if DNI as a global industry is itself being guided by those very principles of authenticity, integrity, and impact. A few realizations and events led me to this train of thought, and in the spirit of authenticity and integrity, I like to kind of lay them out here for you in this episode. Of course, this is only my point of view, and as always, I'm sharing it in order to spark conversation, hear other opinions as well from our speakers, but also from our listeners. So don't hesitate to send me a message after listening to this episode. So first off, in the last few months, I've become doubtful of whether DNI as an industry is set out to have the lasting positive impact that we could expect from it. Let me explain. In this podcast, we've primarily focused on sharing best practices, tips, and advice on how to succeed in DNI. Last season, we even attempted to share a literal blueprint for practitioners and organizations that want to drive real change and see real results. And, and I might add that we're far from being the only playbook of the sort that's available out here. There's plenty of academic studies, um, articles, web pages, and, and other media that share how to supposedly lead DNI initiatives that have a real impact. But unfortunately, over the last years, and despite the existence of these playbooks, despite the fact that DNI is a growing multi-billion industry, marginalized groups haven't been benefiting from the advantages we'd hope to create in the workplace. And here, don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm, I don't mean here to invisibilize the hard work of DNI leaders and advocates, as well as ERGs, um, activist groups, and we've seen undeniable progress and inspiring work being done. But at the same time, after over two decades of DNI practices in the US and in Europe, and after the rapid growth in awareness that we've seen in the last years after the Me Too movement, after the Black Lives Matter movement in the US, we could be expecting to see much less reports of discrimination in the workplace, far greater representation of marginalized groups among leadership teams, as well as just a sustainably more inclusive work environment. Instead, in the last few months, DNI has been faced with increasing backlash from conservative fringes, with acts of violence, political decisions and discriminating that are targeting BIPOC, LGBTQ plus communities, as well as women. DNI as a field of business also paid the price of the economic downturn, with layoffs disproportionately affecting DNI teams and those who had benefited from the very diversity and inclusion programs that had recently been set up in companies. As a result, employees are increasingly apathetic or cynical about what DNI can truly achieve for them. Is it just the latest trend waiting to fade away? On that to say that today the DNI playbook is extremely rich with best practices available left and right, including on this very podcast. 
Yet, we're still coming short of achieving the impact that should be expected from a multi-billion industry. So that's for the impact side of things. But I've also been asking myself if DNI as an industry is proving integrity and authenticity in its work. When I facilitate workshops, I'm asked to leave politics at the door. And I do. As practitioners, we've been asked and trained to not offend, to create safe spaces for all, to foster conversation, not debate, to be basically as consensual as possible in order for DNI and employees to align on a minimum consensus. But I really have to ask here, is this attempt of depolitizing DNI sustainable? Are we really trying to just align on a minimum threshold? Don't we aim to go further than that? And is it even honest? Valuing diversity, promoting equity, and building inclusion are, in my view, by essence, political acts in our societies. So why can't we just embrace that? One particular event triggered this question for me. And I want to warn our listeners who might want to skip forward here, as this event may trigger trauma connected to racism and violence against BIPOC. Last June, Naël Merzouk, a French 17-year-old of Moroccan and Algerian descent, was shot at point-blank range and killed by a police officer in Nanterre in France. The death of Naël was followed by a few days of youth revolts across the country. This was not an isolated event. Police violence has been on the rise for years now. Activist groups, families of victims have been actively protesting, and this event is also the reflection of a history of oppression and systemic discrimination in France, a result of a colonial and post-colonial history as well. And as a French citizen and a DNI practitioner, I naively thought that this sad event might be the moment France would wake up. It could have been our very own Black Lives Matter moment. Unfortunately, youth revolts died down and media stopped covering the public debate on the topic. But what stuck with me was that virtually no leading figures of DNI in France took an open stance on what happened. As an industry, we were to basically continue delivering trainings, handing out DNI prizes, or you know, setting up DNI programs without addressing the elephant in the room. I spoke out on social media and I asked around and realized that I obviously wasn't the only one that was outraged by the silence of our industry. Yet we simply did not know how to address this in our work in a way that would be beneficial. And we also did not have the space to talk about it amongst each other and maybe decide on a common position. Politics and what happens in our societies does not stop at the door of our companies. And this inability to address it is not only true for DNI practitioners and leaders in France, it's also true for practitioners outside of France who face similar events. So DNI has come a long way by keeping itself outside of politics. And I believe that if we hope to go any further, it's time to accept that DNI is by essence political. We need to recognize the deeper systemic oppressions that undeniably have an impact on workplace DEI and therefore on our mission. So, those are the questions I've been asking myself about DEI as an industry. Are we proving integrity, authenticity, and are we aiming at real impact? But I've also been asking myself where I stand as a DEI practitioner and to what standards I want to hold myself accountable. I'm a white, cisgendered woman. And I have to be mindful of the space that I take in this field, as opposed to the space that's been given to underrepresented groups. 
The DNI field has historically been dominated by white cis women, especially here in Europe. And it's time for us to adapt our work and our stance in a way that supports the work of practitioners and activists from marginalized groups. Basically, we need to apply to ourselves the standards that we are preaching to our organizations, to our clients. On top of that, I've also been thinking about the impact I want my work to have, and that means being aligned with the projects I sign off on. Is the workshop I've been asked to facilitate part of a thought-through strategy, or is it just this one-time thing? Does the company whose strategy I'm working on want to see actual real progress, or is this just checkbox performative DNI? As practitioners, we need to set the right standards for the industry and align on the change that we want to see as a result of our work. But back to our initial question. So, what now? Well, I've taken a step back and I've made my mind up that DNI is at an inflection point. A new way of leading DNI is possible, and it's up to us practitioners to face up to the challenge. A DNI that holds itself accountable to achieving measurable impact, an industry where practitioners hold each other accountable to the standards and behaviors that they preach. A lot of questions remain to be answered, such as, What is the end goal of workplace inclusion? As in, does DNI stop in the workplace, or are companies ready to go beyond trainings, certifications, HR measures, and change the way they serve their communities, the way they produce, the way they work with suppliers? Can DNI face up to the fact as well that it is political by essence, and at the same time continue rallying to the cause? Well, I certainly don't have all the answers, but hopefully the exciting lineup of speakers that we've gathered will bring some answers. So I invite you to hop on the journey with us. The first episode airs next week with guest speaker and DNI advocate Elizabeth Anderson. Make sure to tune in and learn about what Elizabeth is calling DEI's mirror moment. This season might open up more questions than we can answer. But if there's one thing that we're sure about at Diversity Secrets, it's that if you want to drive change, start by joining the conversation. So stay tuned. Yeah.